Hello and welcome to Babe Cave. I am Amanda Pollock and this is the Creative Overwhelm episode. So overwhelm. <laughs> Most people who I talk to are overwhelmed quite a bit. Seems like that's um, the new busy in some ways. How are you doing? What's happening? I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many things. Uh, and the definition, apparently I'm really into definitions right now, but the definition of overwhelm is bury or drown beneath a mass, give too much of something to someone, uh, be too strong for overpower. So, and the reason why I say creative overwhelm is if you are creative, and that can mean a multitude of things. You could be a a chef, a photographer. You could just love to cook. You could uh, be a scrapbooker. I don't know why I said it like that, but I was thinking about something. I don't want to sound too judgy. I'll have to go back and listen to my own judgment episode. <laughs> but uh, there's so many ways to be creative. And for people who that's a career path or their creativity is really drawn um, or tied to what they do for a living, chances are is that you have more ideas than not. And once you start something, for instance, a podcast or uh, maybe you have started to tell people about you uh, have improv shows, you're doing comedy, or um, I mean, I uh, had a web series called Babble and Nosh for years. <laughs> years. <laughs> it was one season. <laughs> uh, we wanted to do it for years, but it didn't happen. But um, also, if you want to hear more about Babble and Nosh, you can go back and listen to the Elise Mayfield episode, my co-creator and co-star. It was a really fun show over Christmas. Uh, I had a a family member who was like, hey, yeah, the last I heard you were doing, you know, that food show and it was so funny. And I was like, I know. Then you feel guilt because you're not doing that thing anymore, even though things have shifted. And for the most part, people understand, but you try and do all of the things because if you are that creative person, so for me, acting, writing, producing videos, like there's so many things. I'm not tied to like one little box, but so much of who you are is represented through those things. So when you're that creative, you feel deeply and love to feel connected to people. So when I was doing, uh, when I was doing improv or even theater, there is a natural high that comes from the audience. There is a natural uh, sense of, there's a natural energy that happens between a performer and the audience. And unless you've been on stage and you've experienced that, it's really hard to describe. And you can't necessarily just put that into a bottle and put it on a shelf for later. It's magnetic. It, you know, a lot of performers are actually like really scared. Um, of they're nervous and they're anxious before you overthink things sometimes. And 
I have had this experience so many times getting on stage, pardon me, of kind of blacking out. Honestly, when I'm on stage, the lights are there, the audience is there. I'm pretty aware of things, but there's this other element where I'm just like living and present. And it feels so great. But with all of that, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of energy. And if you are creative and you have like something that you expel an enormous amount of energy into, it can be hard to figure out where to be replenished because, for example, being a performer, a writer, loving film, all of these things, most people seek refuge in art. But when you are the artist, you're like, well, where do I go? Because if I'm watching a show, if I'm a if I'm an actor and I'm watching television, am I working or am I just enjoying this? If I am a writer and I'm uh, trying to kind of reset and I pick up a book, am I doing research? Am I working? Or is this just for pleasure? It's kind of a, a hard line and for a, a lot, and I could say for myself, a lot of times I don't want to talk about the stuff that I do. You're just kind of tired of it. I remember when I lived in LA and uh, it would be after an improv show, maybe I was I performed or was saw a friend or something and you're with all of your improv people and you know, every, you just, you start talking kind of shop. And there were times where I was like, <laughs> if some, if one more person does a freaking bit, like, oh, hey, I'm this guy. And rah, 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 and, you know, this like very comedic type thing where you're just like, okay, I just don't even want to do this. And this is so dumb. And can we stop with the voices? Can we just be normal people? Uh, there are just times where you don't want to talk about that stuff. And it's not ne- and it's not that you don't love it, but you need a break from it, right? Um I recently was on a a call for work and somebody was talking about this sketch show that was on Comedy Central and you know they were talking about, you know, how great this show was and how smart it was and blah blah blah. blah. And I was like, sure, yeah, it is. It's They're great. They're great performers. And I do know one of them. And I was just like, I just don't want to talk about this right now. And they kind of kept pushing. It was like, have you seen this? Have you? And you don't want to be that jerk that's like, yeah, actually, I know that person. Um, but the overwhelm also comes when you've been attached to those things. And then it's just expected that you're going to continue to do those things or you are actually really obsessed with that stuff. Because there is an element where creatives get burned out super quickly because you are putting everything into your craft, into your art. Uh, I had friends when I when I lived in LA, I had friends who would not leave around the holidays even or take a vacation in the summer when a lot of things were shut down. But they wouldn't because they were so afraid that they were going to miss an audition. 
Well, if you don't give yourself any kind of space of just like, okay, well, I'm going to take like a low season. This is going to be like, you know, you can't always be hitting it hard. And that's a, that's a hard thing to do because you hear these things about, oh, you know, right when you want to give up, then that's when, you know, things break through. And I'm not saying give up. I'm just saying that sometimes you need a break. And the work that you do is important. However, the instrument, you, is also important. So if you're not nurturing that, and if you're not giving yourself white space, which is something that I have been trying to do, and white space for me, a lot of times, uh, it can be a walk, a hike, not in the middle of the summer in the South, but <laughs> um, doing something where I don't necessarily have to think. And honestly, there's been a f- quite a few times lately where I just don't have music on. I don't have anything. And I'm sitting on my couch and I maybe have coffee. I'm like, this is really nice. And I force myself to sit in that moment a little bit longer. Force myself to maybe get bored. Force myself to not feel like I have to fill the space all the time. And it's hard. I'm not saying that it's not. But, you know... If you allow yourself also space to rest and to just be, the overwhelm will subside. When you're in it just constantly and you you want people to be affected by your art, you want people to be inspired by your creativity, even if you're a graphic designer. I mean, you the ultimate goal is that people are affected by the work that you do, right? That they feel a certain kind of way. And so even when you've gotten a little bit of feedback about, wow, I really loved that. That was so great. It creates this natural thing of, oh, I need to do more of that. Oh, they need they need me. They need me to do this. If I'm not the person to give that to them, they're not going to get it. So if you feel overwhelmed by your creativity, here are a few things that I have found that are pretty helpful. And they're not revolutionary, but I think most of the time we're just not listening and we just don't take into account um, some of these, these things. One is to just write it down. So I say this because I also was resistant to that for so long. I kept so many things in my head ideas for movies or lines or whatever it is because I thought that I would remember that. Or if I had like a certain line, like even of a story, oh, I was like notorious for this. I would have this line and I would like talk it out. I would talk about, I would talk, can I talk? Um, I would talk it out and, you know, kind of role play or whatever. I'm an external processor, <laughs> like you couldn't tell. But, um, and I would, I find like this perfect line. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. I'll remember it. I did not remember it. It wasn't until I started doing improv and sketch comedy and 
we had directors who were like, you need a notebook to write down all of your ideas. And that's just that notebook. Just for improv. Just for sketches. Don't do anything else. And you will be surprised by the things that you forget. And when you go back and you look at notes from six months ago, you're like, oh, yeah, that, oh, I had that idea. That was so great. You will completely have forgotten about it. So have an ideas book. Just something. Uh, Another thing that I've done, maybe you're a writer or you have a podcast or, you know, you want to put out like consistent content, even just making like an editorial calendar in Google Sheets and, you know, doing a date and just the name of whatever it is and maybe some kind of note of what you were thinking. It's a better way to not have stuff just sitting in your head. And I recently, I saw something where um, there's research where even if you only think about like it's a small thing, it's like 2%, you know, maybe of the total of whatever you're doing, you will expel about 20% of energy just thinking about that very, very tiny thing. So, get it out of your head and just put it down so then you also trust and you're not like replaying stuff over in your head so you don't forget. Another thing that I have been doing more recently is allowing myself extended time to create one thing. So, and everyone's personality is different, but I have also found for myself that I need space. So I don't like to just turn things around super quickly. I say that having like done improv, having done produce live video, like I know what I know what a turnaround can be. I know um, I can do that. I totally can. I also know that behind the scenes, things actually take a lot of time and planning and whatever and what may seem like, besides improv, but like what may seem like, oh, wow, you had a really quick turnaround. It's like, yeah, that's just a lot of really great planning, logistics. Uh, (laughs) But for the creation portion of some of this stuff, I've decided that giving myself more time is more beneficial and it makes me a lot less stressed. And those two things, honestly, have kind of saved me because then I just have, I have certain blocks where I'm like, okay, this is my creation time. This is my allotted whatever. And I had kept it to a little bit every day and I still do that. But when you have like a longer process of maybe recording podcast episodes or you need to write a bunch of blog posts, or you even just need space to think. I'm a huge brainstormer. To think about what it is that you want, you just need extra time. So give yourself that. I don't know, I don't know how that is, that looks for you, but it could mean blocking out an entire day or a weekend, or, you know, if you work on the weekends, two days during the week, that's your weekend. And just saying like, this is, this is time for this and just setting it to one thing. It's the overwhelm also comes when we think we have to do all of the things right now. And that's not true. So 
Get it out of your head, put it on a notebook, and then just give yourself that time. And then when that time is over, give yourself a break and a breath. And yes, it, you know, if you're, if you are an artist, you are a creative, you have to do some of these things a little bit every day. But if there's big projects or there's big, big things that you're like, this is just a monster and I don't have enough time. Put it on the calendar and figure it out, even if it's in a month and then you already you have some uh, relief knowing that it's already on the calendar so you don't have to worry about it. So I hope this helps. Uh, If you have tips and things that you've done for creative overwhelm, let me know. Leave a review. Say, you know, what the the best thing that you've done uh, to combat creative overwhelm is and uh, or even something that you learned from the episode that you feel that you can take with you as you move forward. Um, but thank you so much for tuning in. You can head on over to amandapollock.com if you want more info, tips, all kinds of things. Um, and I can't wait to be with you next week. <laughs>